Hey gang, well, thanks. welcome to uh, episode 6 of the podcast, um, where we'll be driving home and chatting at you like I typically do. Um, not a whole heck of a lot of business up front this go-around, other than the standard, you know. Thank you for listening, and please tell all your friends, and have them subscribe, and rate me highly on, you know, the podcast app that you're listening to me on. Etc. Etc. I'll spare you the rest of the blather. There's 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 a Twitter handle and an email address that you know you can reach out to me too if you're so inclined. Uh, if you're on the Anchor app, you can shoot me a message. Um, I'm starting to understand why people don't do business up front because it really makes the podcast kind of crappy and redundant right up front. So I'm just going to shut up about it. And at about a minute in, that seems like a good point. So, hi everybody, uh, it's the afternoon, it's, uh, gone from freezing cold to moderately warm, um, in the most annoying fashion, as Ohio is wont to do. Um, trying to think of, uh, what would be some good stuff to, uh, to chat about today, um, and I think since I'm driving, we're just gonna go with that, um, driving, um, I've got an interesting history in terms of driving, um, not anything particularly fancy, and I'm not really sure that interesting is the right word either, but different, I suppose. Uh, you know, your typical American person, you know, they hit 16 and they're like, ooh, ooh, gotta get me that license, gotta get me that car, etc., etc. Yeah, that's not me. Um, I did not get my license until I was 21 years of age, I believe it is, if my math is correct, uh, and didn't actually get a car until I was about 23 or 24. Um, growing up, uh, where I did there in the Ohio Valley, um, I was fortunate enough to live literally a half block away from my high school. Uh, my best friend lived, you know, I'd walk to the corner, hang a left, and walk about a half block, and that's where his house was. Um, most of the rest of my friends lived in town, and I really enjoyed walking. Um, slapping on the headphones and going for a long walk was my idea of a, a good thing back in the day. So, um, really wasn't, in, I could get to where I needed to go for the most part um, without the assistance of a vehicle. Uh, once I got into high school and started to need to go places, um, you know, the lucky byproduct of having every teenage person feel the need to get a license in a car means that, uh, you know, a lot of them do. And for those of us who weren't really interested, uh, meant we could bum rides from all sorts of people. Uh, and that worked out real well for me. Um, it wasn't so much that I had anything against driving, per se, it was a combination of other facts. When, ah, shoot, I want to say that, you know, the plan was for me to, you know, when it came time to get my license, was to go through driver's ed, uh, you know, which at the, at the point when these conversations started to be happening, when I was, you know, 15 or so, it's like, well, they've, you know, you can take driver's ed through school, and that won't cost as much, and they'll take care of it for you, and, you know, we'll we'll go that route. Well, of course, 
the year that I got old enough to get my temps uh, was the year that they stopped offering it through my school. Uh, and all of those benefits sort of, you know, vanished and didn't exist anymore, which was, you know, a problem. Um, on top of that, uh, you know, we were a one-car family. Dad had a license. Dad owned a car. Mom didn't have a license until, shoot, I want to say until after I was out of the Navy, which would have put her in her what, 40s, perhaps? Uh, just, there wasn't a need. There, you know, again, we lived in town. If she wanted to go to the corner store, she'd hook it down there or send a child. Uh, you know, the church she went to, you know, eight days a week was easy walking distance, and she, she made that happen. There really wasn't a whole driving need for her to have a car or a license. Dad took care of that. So, you know, I knew that when I got my license, um, that would be a useless piece of, pla- of plastic unless I also acquired a vehicle. And vehicles are expensive and require, you know, additional monies for insurance and fuel and maintenance, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And at that stage in life, I just wasn't that interested in spending that kind of money on a constant basis for something that I could get for free by either walking where I need to go or bumming rides for people. Because really at that point, there really weren't that many places that I would want to go solo. Like, if I was going to go to, you know, the mall or, you know, the comic book store or any number of other places that I might want to head to, odds are one of my friends was wanting to go, too. And I'd just say, hey, dude, you want to go hit the mall? And they'd be like, yeah, sure. Or like, all right, pick me up in two minutes or I'll walk to your house and we can go. Like, there wasn't any need for me to, you know, make that happen. These people were going to these places anyway. Um because as I say this out loud, it makes me sound very much like a uh, a freeloader, uh, <laughs> you know. But in all reality, it wasn't like I called people up and said, hey, I need you to drive me to a place you weren't wanting to go. I need to put you out uh, for gas money, etc." It was more often a, hey, man, we're going to go do this thing. You want to come with? It's the same gas regardless, and I just tag along. So I... As far as I'm aware, no one was upset by this. Um, if they were, they sure as heck kept it to themselves and didn't say anything. Um, but, yeah, just didn't need a car. Uh, you know, and once I hit 17 and, you know, entered the realm of, hey, I have a girlfriend now. Hey, guess what? She had a car, too. So, the whole vehicle thing was pretty much a non-issue for me for, you know, all of my adolescence. And I think because I got sort of a late start, um, I don't want to say I was afraid of driving, because that makes it seem like it was more phobic than just I had no experience and wasn't that interested. Therefore, it was a little, you know, spooky of a concept. Uh, But just never, never had any drive or need to do it. Um, Went off to college, everything was on campus. Like, I kind of went to college to get away from home, so not having a car to come home on the weekend, I'm not going to say it was a bonus, but it certainly didn't hurt. Like, I wasn't concerned with that. Um, 
So yeah, college, uh, having a car was not a problem. Again, the rare instances where I need to go somewhere, I could probably find somebody who was also heading there. And or the girlfriend would come up to Akron and visit, and I would just say, you know, you want to go to the mall, right? And she, of course she did, and we'd do it then. So it was, again, just a big old non-issue. Uh, got out of college, came back home, joined the Navy. The Navy, you don't need you don't need a license. Um, they will take you wherever it is you need to be. Um, and or, you know, you have a steady job, and there are these things called taxis uh, <laughs> that you can do. And or you have roommates who have vehicles, which works out really well. Um, they tried to get me to get a military license while I was in, uh, one of the, uh, one of the places we were deployed, they were like, um, it was stateside, it was in Norfolk, and, you know, there were a bunch of people who had their cars shipped from Mississippi to Norfolk. Like, there was some guy who knew a trucker who had one of those, um, you know, trailers that you stack all the cars in, and he worked out some deal, and so a whole bunch of the folks did that. Um, so, again, didn't really need the vehicle there. But the detail, which I want to say was probably somewhere between 30 and 50 people, um, you know, there was there was housing on, on the base, but it was not you know, hop, skip, and a jump from the headquarters building. You, you, there was transport needed. Uh, so they made arrangements to get a, a bus, a, you know, basically a school bus, but it was the Navy's, uh, that would come to the, you know, barracks every morning and cart us off to the headquarters, and then at, I don't know, 5, 5.30, whatever quitting time was, would go from there back to, uh, you know, from headquarters back to the barracks. And... There were, in the CBs, there's a, a rating called Equipment Operators, the EOs, and they are the folks that are trained to basically do all of the driving, uh, whether it's a Humvee or a truck or the bus or, you know, graders and loaders and rollers and all that construction equipment. Like, that was their deal. Uh, but they didn't think it was fair to make it the problem of the equipment operators to have to do the busing every morning. They wanted to get a rotation going. So they had a little situation where they were going to try and get everybody their military license, because you can't drive a military vehicle unless you have a military license. Even if you've got a regular license, you need the military license to drive, you know, a government vehicle. And so they were, you know, yeah, we're going to have everybody get their license so that we can get sort of a, a duty roster going and alternate you know, days or weeks or whatever it is of, you know, you having bus duty. Um, and they're like, you know, Hersey, we're going to get you a, you know, a government license. And I'm like, well, that's neat. That'll be a first. And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I don't have a regular license. And he's like, you, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And I'm like, yeah, no, it's, that's, that's real. I don't drive. I've never driven. He's like, well, we're going to fix that. You don't need a regular license to get a, you know, military license. We can fix that. So one Saturday, it was a training Saturday, because every other week when you're deployed, you have to, quote, unquote, work uh, on Saturday. It was a training day, and so they designated this one as everybody's going to get their license day. And they did this by carting us all to the headquarters, and 
then they set up, you know, various cones and pads and stuff in the parking lot. And everybody's on the bus, and the plan was we're going to take turns and, you know, take turns driving this thing and walk you through it and see how that goes. And I kind of looked at him and said, really, I've never driven a vehicle, I've never had a license, I've never driven before, and you're going to put me in, you know, a bus as my first experience. With the entire detail in the bus with me, you feel this is a good plan. Um, to which they said, yeah, that's what's happening, Hersey, suck it up and deal. I'm like, all right, fine, cool. Um, funny thing, if you've never driven a bus before, uh, they have what I believe are called air brakes, which are different than the brakes in your, in your car. You know, your car, you push the pedal, you know, that it, it, you know, the harder you push, the quicker it stops. You know, there's some sort of hydraulics and brake fluid. I'm not a car guy, clearly. So I don't know all the things about it, but air brakes are a whole different thing. Like, they are way touchier. At least they were the ones on this bus. That's the only experience I've got with them, and that's what I'm going to go with. Um, so they, you know, a couple of folks do their thing, and they, you know, are going around and doing their thing. You know, you take a left here, take a right there. You know, it's not like we were, you know, doing some sort of precision parallel parking. It was basic maneuvers, but they were doing just fine, and then it came to Hersey. And mind you, with a detail that small, everybody kind of knows each other. I'm not saying we were all the best of friends, but we all, everybody knew, Hersey doesn't have a license. Hersey doesn't drive. He doesn't know anything. Holy crap, what are we going to do? And, like, I got up front, and everybody was, like, tense and nervous and, like, this can't end well. I'm like, all right, we'll, we'll go for it. And I wasn't trying to suck on purpose just to prove a point or to not get a license. Like, that, that, that's not my jam. Like, all right, cool, we're, we're going to try this. It's probably not going to go well, but I'm going to give it the good, the good effort. And so we're going, and, you know, we're, we're, you know, like, all right, take it out of park, put it in gear, you know, slowly push on the gas, the, you know, whatever. Like you would a brand-new driver, except that driver is in a bus. And so I start to ease forward, and we're going. And they're like, all right, now we're going to be, you know, taking a right turn here, so, you know, you want to slow down a little bit. And I pushed on the brake for what I thought was right, which basically worked out as though I might as well have just completely slammed on the brakes. Uh, everybody lurches forward and rams into the seat in front of them. The person who was giving the instruction was kind of like standing in the, the stairwell. You know how you come in and you go up a couple stairs to get in the bus? They were standing there full-on face-planted into the windshield. Like, it, like we couldn't have been going but three miles per hour, but you slam on the brakes and you go forward. Like, full-on slammed into the thing. Everybody else is jostled. I'm like, oh, shit. And he stood himself up and was like, yeah, we're done here. Hersey, you know what? You don't need a fucking license. Get the hell out of here. Put park this dumb bitch and you're done. I'm like, good deal. I'm cool. That's, you know, this ended how I expected it to. And I don't have to drive anybody, so perfect. Um, I'm going to chalk that up as a win. Sure. Um, and like I said, I did eventually get my license. And clearly I have one now. I'm driving, and it's all, you know, second nature. I've been doing it for a while now. It ain't no thing. I'm not scared. Whatever. I mean, I'm freaking podcasting while I'm driving. So, you know, can't be all that bad. Um 
I tell you what, if you are a person who doesn't have your license and you have the means by which to swing this maneuver, um, get yourself your, your driver's license in Mississippi. Um, because anybody can get a license in Mississippi. Uh, and I say this because, you know, we, when the time came, uh, what finally got me to the point to where, okay, fine, I have to, I have to drive. Um, I was living in Gulfport, um, stationed in Gulfport, uh, was married at the time, um, married with a youngin, and the missus was wanting to go back to the homeland for the holidays, and her mom was going to come down to Gulfport and basically visit with us for, like, Thanksgiving and stick around for a while, and then they were all going to go head back up, and I'm like, okay, that's great, but we live off base, and I need to get into work, like, it's not like I can call off or be late, it's the military, like, it's just not an option, I need to have a license, and you need to leave the car so that I can get to, you know, get to my duty station on time, and so we went, and I got my, my permit, you know, I got the little booklet studied up, and it was you know, fairly straightforward and easy to make that happen. Uh, we went out and practiced a little bit, and I did just fine. Like, I suck at parallel parking and that sort of a thing. I mean, frankly, that still holds true to this day because I just don't parallel park. Um, most places I go, it's normal, you know, pull-in parking, not parallel style. And if I am somewhere where I have to parallel park, I'll either find a place where there are two spots and I can just ease into it or find somewhere else or just go. Like, I just don't parallel park. Um, but I tried and practiced, and I, I mean, I can do it. I just don't do it well and don't try to do it. Um, and we did some practicing, and it all seemed fine, whatever. And finally, the day comes for me to go get my uh, my license. And so, you know, I drive us there because I'm practicing. We pull in and go inside, and, you know sign the thing and whatever and, you know, get sent out to the car with the, the instructor um, woman. And she does the whole, you know, okay, get in, start it up, flash your headlights, your left blinker, your, you know, make sure all the things work. Uh, and that went fine. And she gets in, buckles up. She's like, all right, you're going to, you know, back out of this spot. You're going to go, you know, you're going to leave the parking lot and you're going to hang a right. I'm like, okay, I do that. We're on a little side street, and we get to, you know, she's like, up here at the corner, you're going to take a right. So I drive up to the corner, like literally a, a half block to that corner, and I hang a right. And she's like, all right, up here at this next corner, you're going to hang a right. And this was a kind of, you know, this was, you know, back back streets. It was a little longer than what you'd may, maybe think of as a typical block, but it was still a block, come to a stop, make a right turn. Okay, do that. We're on that street for a little, you know, I think we maybe went a couple of blocks with no stop sign in between, just like, you know, driving. All right, up here at this corner, take a right. Okay. Do that. Long story short, I basically drove around a couple of blocks making nothing but right turns, and we eventually get to where I know that the driver's license place is coming up here on my right. And she says, go ahead and pull in, 
and I'm doing that, and I'm like, did I screw up so badly that this is just over, and they're not going to, you know, try and do anything more, or what's going on here? Uh, and she, you know, pull into that space, and I do. She's like, all right, we're done. Shut it down. And I go, okay, and I shut it down, and she's like, come on in and get your picture taken. And she must have seen the look on my face of, you know, just utter confusion. She's like, you passed. And I had the forethought to not go, that was the test? Because uh, I feel like that wouldn't have gone over well. But, yeah, that was the test. It was drive around the block, turning right. Um, went in, got my picture taken. I am a licensed driver. And hooray from that. Um, kids these days don't have it that easy, as I'm told. Um, but that's the driving story. Um, you know, like I said, since then, like, you know, and that, that, I was still in the Navy at that time, uh, wasn't my car, it was technically in, in the wife's name, um, whole other side conversation on what transpired there that we'll stick a pin in, um, but got out of the Navy, went to Florida, didn't have a car, again, was living with my buddy at his parents' house, he and I had a job at the same place, didn't need one. Uh, eventually, some friend of my friend's dad had a car that they were getting rid of that needed some transmission work, but I could just have the car. And I'm like, okay, so for about $1,000 to get the tranny taken care of, I have the car for free. And they're like, yep. And I'm like, all right. Uh, it was an 85 T-Bird, eight-cylinder, five-liter engine. And these are words that generally don't mean anything to me. It said that, like, on the side of the car, which is why I know it. Um, and your first car probably should not be a V8 five-liter, because uh, that thing fucking moved. And I was, like I said, 23, 24 at the time. Um, yeah, I'm kind of amazed I'm not dead uh, after having had that car. Uh, in Florida, there's a uh, there's a bridge called the uh, the Sunshine Skyway, I believe. That is a, a big, 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 long bridge um, that take goes from some you know St. Pete region to Naples. Um, and there were, there was, uh, when I was doing cabling work, we had a job that we had to get there stupid early in the morning, and there was just no traffic. And I'm like, fuck it, we're going to see how fast this some bitch can go. Because there wasn't anything around, and it's a bridge. So unless there was a cop on the bridge, eh, ain't nothing going to happen. Um, I want to say I got that bad boy up to like 120 or so miles per hour, which was pretty rad. Uh, interesting note there, the dashboard did not have a, an analog speedometer, it was digital, uh, and it topped out at 99 miles per hour, but there was a button you could press that would make it, you know, switch it from, you know, um, imperial units to metric, so you could see what you were in kilometers per hour, and if you were doing that, it could go up to like 199 kilometers per hour, as far as the digital readout was. So, of course, 
I went into Excel and made myself a little cheat sheet, color-coded bar chart of kilometers per hour to miles per hour so that if I was over 99 miles per hour, I could tell how fast I was going when I was trying to do this, you know, sunshine, sunshine skyway, daredevil, let's see how fast we can go thing. And if the math holds up, yeah, it was about 120 miles per hour, um, which was pretty, pretty rad. Um, it was pretty awesome. It was pretty, pretty scary. That's really darn fast. If you've not gone that fast, uh, you know, in a vehicle that you're in control of, um, it's, it's an experience. Um, don't know that I'd necessarily recommend it, but, um, the wisdom here is do not let your child's first car be a, you know, ancient muscle car, because that can probably not go well. I, I got lucky. Um, and, uh, I don't recommend that to anybody. Um, eventually something crapped out on it. I think I ended up blowing a head gasket or something where it, it became utterly useless. Uh, after that, I got a, I forget the year, but it was an Aries. That was an all right car. No, no complaints there. Um, when it died, I, at that point in time, I was married to my second wife who had vehicles, so I didn't have another one in my name at that stage. And that held true until I got back to Ohio. Not as soon as I got back to Ohio, because, again, I lived in Martins Ferry and could walk everywhere. I got a bike that I drove when I was working on the island and had sisters and brothers that could take me places. Um... It wasn't until I got to Columbus, and even then, not as soon as I got to Columbus, because the place I worked was the same place as the guy whose house I was staying at. Thank you, uh, Jeff and Beth. Um, it wasn't until he got a job elsewhere, I'm like, well, if I need to get to work, I guess I uh, need to get a car. And that's the first time I ever got a car payment, so I would have been crud. Late 30s at that point? before I actually ever bought a used car, uh, the delightful 04 Alero that held in there good and long. When it died, I was married again, and she had a car, and we got another car that was in her name, and I got to use her old one, and when her old car died, she got hers back, and I bought the delightful uh, vehicle I'm currently cruising about in. The, uh, the 17 Hyundai Elantra uh, that is a very smooth, delightful ride. It's the newest car I've ever had. It had like 4,000 miles on it when I got it. it it's pretty sweet. Um, I've since driven all over the goddamn country. Um, our vacations tend to be epic road trips, and there's probably quite a few casts I could have on that note. Um, so, I got a late start, but I made up for it, uh, with a whole hell of a lot of driving. Um, I mean, I've literally driven coast to coast, not necessarily all at once, but I've driven a vehicle to, you know, the northern and east, easternmost tip of Maine, and then all the way over to Seattle and to California. Um, so I've got my miles in. It's, it's all good. Um got uh 
got the two young ladies that are of licensable age, one of which did not seem terribly concerned about making that happen. And again, I can relate. Uh, the other is all about getting her temps. Um, and we'll see how that goes uh, as time moves forward. But uh, that's been the driving cast, apparently. And I am uh, about a block away from home, so we'll we'll start uh, we'll start winding this bad boy down. Uh, again, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you did enjoy it, uh, tell your friends uh, to to give a listen. Uh, maybe they'll like it too, and then they can tell their friends. You know, before we know it, I will achieve world domination uh, via chattering endlessly in my car on the way to or from work. Really, isn't that what's in the best interest of everybody? Uh, I think it is. You, you may disagree, but just just roll with me on this one and tell everybody about this. Have them listen. It'll be great. Uh, thanks again, and I will chatter at you at some point in the future. And thank you. And that's it.